Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 70 of the Student Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Cullum. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you're brand new, uh, thanks especially to you for for checking out this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine, Todd Peerage. Uh, Todd has been in youth ministry for a number of years, and now he's actually turned his attention rather than uh, caring for and discipling teenagers and their parents all the time, he's actually caring for other youth workers and youth pastors. Uh, So we're going to talk a lot about what his ministry looks like uh, to you and to me and to others out there uh, who are doing youth ministry. Todd also gets to volunteer now in a number of different ways and is involved in speaking engagements and things like that. So he's still very, very connected to the youth ministry world, uh, but uh, also gets to do this amazing thing of, of caring for other youth workers. So we're getting a chance to talk today with him uh, to figure out different ways that that he can be a benefit to, to you all and your ministry and uh, just spoiler alert, um, it's free. Yeah, get this. It's free. Uh, you're going to want to listen to this because it's an awesome resource. But before we get into any of that, I just want to thank you guys again for tuning into this episode. And if you're new, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share this with other youth workers that you know that might enjoy this. And if you can, uh, if you're listening on a, a podcast app or service that allows you to give a review, please do that. That also allows us to be found by other youth workers who are looking for podcasts as well. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow myself. All those links are going to be in the show notes. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsors of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Our first sponsor is G-Shades. It's a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everybody. With three plans to choose from, this curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you want to do better. Do you simply need message outlines, discussion guides, and games? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that will help you increase your online reach during the pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for only $36 a month. You will not find youth ministry video curriculum at that price anywhere else. G-Shades does an excellent job of not just teaching students the typical things that we teach them in youth group, but allowing them to see every life situation that they go through through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades creator Mike Haynes has actually been on the podcast for episodes 32 and 55. So if you'd like to learn more about Mike, you can check out both of those episodes. You can also head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season two of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D, that's for the Student Ministry Podcast, that's T-S-M-P-O-D at your checkout to receive $5 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel.
Our other sponsor is MenHub Youth, which was actually developed by a fellow youth pastor. MenHub Youth helps you store and track your student, staff, and parent info, as well as attendance for your events. There are a lot of features, but today I want to talk to you about ministry moments. Tracking attendance is great for knowing who showed up to your event, but MenHub Youth takes it a step further. Right after each event, as you're reflecting on how it went, you can actually go in and log the significant ministry moments that happened during that event. There's a feed that shows your recent events and ministry moments, so you can easily get an overview of not just who is at the event, but what God was doing during the event in the lives of your students. On its own, the app is only $5 on iOS or Android, and you can use it forever on that one device without ever paying any more. But if you want to sync your database across multiple devices or with your leaders, you can sign up for MenHub Sync service and support the Student Ministry Podcast by visiting menhubsync.com slash SMP for Student Ministry Podcast. That's M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C dot C-O-M slash S-M-P. You can find the links to both G Shades and MinHub in our podcast show notes. Thank you so much to G Shades and MinHub for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Well, hey, Todd, thank you so much for being on the Student Ministry Podcast. Hey, man, thank you so much. This is uh, truly an honor. I really do appreciate uh, your time, uh, your wisdom, and uh, so being a part of this today is uh, really exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. I know I was I was asking for some recommendations the other day, and uh, yeah, several people had mentioned your name, and um, that just went on my list because I already had you on my list at at some point to talk to. Um, but uh, coming from so many recommendations from other people, I was like, we've got to make this happen right away. So uh, yeah, it's great to have you on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great to be here, and it looks like I have some uh, gift cards I have to send out. I have to find out who those people were. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So Todd, I know we've uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last several years, uh, mostly through DYM, uh, Download Youth Ministry. If anybody's unfamiliar with uh, DYM, you should definitely check them out at DownloadYouthMinistry.com. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is probably the first time we've actually got down to just sit down and actually talk like like we're going to for for the podcast today. Um, and this is a question that I'm I'm not only asking for our listeners, but I'm asking for myself as well. I'd love to know uh, your story and uh, where God has brought you over the years to to get you where you are today. Yeah, no, it's great. Um great first question and it's so open-ended so you know and at any point you will kind of want to jump in and, and kind of dialogue uh that would be great um for me i kind of I, I kind of start at the beginning right i was uh the kind of kid that was raised in a christian home the church was open we were there um but really kind of struggled in my middle school uh years as uh, i was entering those that time and um i was at a small church and just kind of didn't see any other teenagers around me and it was actually at a camp that um, for the first time a camp that my actually my mom made me go to it's a very typical story <laughs> that um i saw other like teenagers that i actually i just thought they were cool and they loved jesus and it was like a brand new thing for me and i still didn't have a youth ministry after those experiences at camp but there was something there that really kind of planted in my heart and uh and so uh, after a couple of years, I was actually at this camp, um, same one I went to as a kid and, and I was a counselor and 
actually just sitting on the porch after presenting the gospel and praying with a student to receive Christ for the first time. Um, I actually just sat there and, and audibly said these words like, God, if you'd let me do this for the rest of my life, that'd be awesome. And, and I, I had such a strong sense of God responding in that moment, like, like almost like saying good, because this is what you're going to do that. I mean, it was so strong that I actually, again, out loud said like, God, I was, I was just joking. Like that was just emotion. Like I, I really don't do not want to be a pastor and um, actually end up being a pastor. Right. So for, um, so I went to Bible college and actually right out of Bible college, I was a senior pastor uh, of a small church in Western Pennsylvania. And uh, I was 23, 24 years old. Uh, my wife, who I met in college, um, she's you know the same age, and the average age of the congregation of about 45 people was like 70. And uh, so you can imagine the, uh, the, the experience that we had there. And uh, you know, I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. But one of the things that really kind of just clicked was uh, in our small town, my wife and I, like, so Linda and I, we would just go to the, the grocery store, we'd pick up some Gatorades and a cooler, and and we would just go to the little basketball court in our town and play basketball with kids and, you know, offer them drinks, um, just got to know them and basically started a youth ministry with those six kids and just watch them, you know, kind of curious, you know, their, their faith kind of started to grow a little bit and then like actually receive Christ. And so not their faith grew, but like their curiosity grew and then, you know, actually giving their lives to Christ. And, and we just were like, man, this is, this seems like maybe what God's asking us to do. And so I like to tell people that I, I use the senior pastorate as a stepping stone into <laughs> youth ministry. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, so many so, times the other way, but yeah, that's, that's exactly, the right way. <laughs> exactly. And so for, you know, for like the next 25 years or so, that's what we did. We served the local church as a, as youth, as a youth pastor. And Linda was right there with me as uh, my biggest supporter and uh, you know, small group leader often an, an admin. Um, so just as a team did it for, um, for the next 25 years. Wow. And so just recently we've actually stepped out of that role of student ministry in a church. And, uh, and I would say last summer we started to sense a, a, a change in our calling and really spent a lot of time in prayer. Uh, there was a lot of people who we reached out to and, just asked advice and, and some counsel. Um, and, and not that, and so uh, honestly, Stephen, I, I didn't know, um, like, if you don't know me, this may just sound like it's name dropping. Um, and and I, I don't want it to sound like that. And so I kind of, I want to preface it by saying sure. it, it was for me, there are people who you, you and I have crossed paths with, right. In our careers that mean a lot to us. Like they're, they become mm -hmm. mentors and, and then, for some reason they've become friends. And, and so for me, those people are like Doug Fields and, and Josh Griffin and uh, Steve Hooper from Sunday pool. And mm. so those three men um, would kind of be my, my go-to. I would, I would call them from time to time and just ask them questions. And, and as we were kind of deciding and praying through this uh, because the, this, the direction we felt God was moving us was into a role of caring for youth workers and um, what exactly that would look like we weren't sure and so we were just kind of asking those guys like is am i crazy or is there something to this and 
was so amazing their their encouragement um the wisdom that they spoke into us and so after um kind of a season of of uh, some real intense prayer we uh, we decided to join an organization called standing stone and we've become field shepherds again to just care for for youth pastors and spouses and then under that umbrella of standing stone we created a just a little a little ministry called youth leader oasis and so that's what we do now um, full time and have really just are still in the early stages and just kind of discovering how it works and uh, and just looking forward to kind of being there for uh, people who need um who need someone to talk to yeah. who need someone to um you know maybe cry on their shoulder or get some encouragement and um so that's where we're that's kind of where we're at today that's cool that's so great and to I think it's it's awesome. I've talked to a few people that have stepped into that kind of a role of caring for for pastors and and youth leaders and um, things like that within the church. And um, one of the things that, that I've un, I, I think I've realized it's very unfortunate is that we don't really do that great of a job of taking care of our leaders within the church. And I've heard so many stories being connected with the National Network of Youth Ministries and and hearing from so many other youth pastors that are out there talking to them for around the podcast and stuff, especially around COVID, like this has been a huge uh, need that we have within the church. How have you now began to see that over the last year? Is the, is the need in fact growing and in what ways or what, what's, what is the biggest, I guess, needs that you see out there right now? Yeah. So before I get to the needs, just to, just to be honest with you, yeah. Um, we experienced some significant um, heartache in mm. in ministry, like a, a really difficult season about 13 years ago. And I would say at that point in our our lives, God planted the the seed of this idea. Um, but we were just, you know, we were not ready for it. And and I truly believe that. And so God just kind of had to let it grow a little bit, and uh, and get us to a point where we're ready. And I do believe that it is you know the like kind of the perfect timing not only for us and um for my wife and i but for what is happening in the church um and and i don't like i i would say like i am in no way an, an expert um and you know of of uh, all things church or anything like that but i will say that as you look around it's really easy right now to see that there are some significant things that are happening in the life of the church. And I do think COVID uh, really kind of put a pause on some of those things. So, you know, my guess is there were people who were getting ready to transition or the church was getting ready to transition them um, and all that paused. And then, you know, like, so we're waiting. And then through COVID, I think so many men and women totally got burned out. Um, that I feel whether the expectations didn't change, but how we had to do ministry completely changed. And so between being burned out and, and burned through like these last, you know, 14, 15 months, I think has really led to kind of a moment where people are really kind of hurting. And I think they're looking for a transition um, or they've been asked to, to leave. And so, yeah, I, I feel like we are right now um, just working with a lot of people who are who are in that spot. They're just hurting, and um, whether, like I said, whether they're burned out or they've just been burned, uh, that's where we kind of find them. 
Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you went through some hard times, uh, some years back. Uh, if you don't mind, what, what was your experience through that? Where were you, did you find you were getting the help that you got, that you needed, or was that something that was lacking that maybe that's why that, that seed was planted? Yeah. So I would say that there were, um, there were a few people like, you know, one or two people that, um, that did reach out to me from time to time. Um, and as much as I appreciated those, um, those people in my life, I would say for me and for my wife, it really wasn't enough or, or as intentional as it could have been. Hmm. And so when through our, our kind of our prayer, um, there was this kind of moment, um, where my wife looked at me and she's like, you know, she was, we've done youth ministry for all of these years for, you know, almost 25 years because, you know, she, because you didn't have that as a student, like that was like, we've always said, we want it to be for others, what we didn't have. Mm. And, and there was this moment where she kind of looked at me and she kind of started smiling. She goes, you know, the story's the same. She goes, we're just doing this different kind of ministry and we are going to be for others what we didn't have. And, and it really kind of, it really blew me away to kind of think about the simplicity of that, that, that calling, although it changed, it's now, we want to be for youth pastors and their spouses, what we didn't have through that season. Mm. And we are just kind of blown away that God has opened a door for us to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'd love to talk, yeah, about that ministry. I know you said it's it's still fairly new. You're still learning the ropes and figuring out what that exactly looks like. But uh, but as of now, yeah, what is what does it look like to be that that coach, that mentor, that encourager uh, for for other youth pastors on on a regular basis? Yeah. So I would say um, it's it's taking the model that Standing Stone has kind of given us and and just tweaking it a little. And so we kind of look at like we have four legs to our ministry. The first one is simply soul care. Um, and, and like I said, that's, you know, anyone who is just burned out, burned, or just kind of need someone to talk to. Um, Standing Stone, they're, 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 they're kind of their motto is we offer, you know, free and confidential conversations. So we make it real clear, you know, we're not licensed counselors and um or anything like that but if you need someone to talk to if you just need um a friendly voice to just hey can we just unload can we vent whatever it may be uh we want to be a safe place and so a, a lot of it is phone calls and you know zoom and um i love you know even if, if somebody's close enough to obviously meet in person some face to face whether it's over dinner or, or coffee and and so the soul care piece is that that's kind of the first thing and under that, one of the things we're probably most excited about is we've already partnered with two camps in our area, in the, the north northeast, um, one in the Poconos and one at the Jersey Shore. And um, and those two camps, basically, it's like a an overnight or a weekend, um, and and we provide these um, just hot, these, these getaways for a youth pastor and a spouse to to roll up. And my wife and I, we meet them there. We kind of have some exercises, you know, to kind of get the conversation going. But we just meet for the meals and then whatever other time they need. And so if they just need to get away, you know, we're there for those meal times to share life. You know, exactly what you did in the beginning of this. Like, just tell me your story. You know, what's going on? And just having someone um, to share life with. And and um, and then obviously, you know, we're praying together and all those kinds of things. So the, 
so these two camps have kind of opened their facilities um, that we're, we're kind of working on that and, and actually booking our first weekend getaways uh, for the fall. And we're pretty excited about, about that piece of it. The other two that are in the, again, the early stages is, yeah, the kind of the mentoring coaching, um, which is really kind of interesting. I remember when I first saw it, like I was self-aware enough to know I can't walk into a room of, you know, youth workers and say, I'm, I'm here to mentor you, <laughs> right? Like that, <laughs> that doesn't work. And so I, I began to just to pray and go, okay, God, like how, do, how does that work? Like, how do you make yourself available? And would anyone want you know, Todd Parridge to come alongside of them and, right. you know, share anything. Yeah. And, and so we just kind of, we just said, okay, God, we're going to let that sit. And if you open a door, we'll walk through it. And uh, um, we do an event and it's actually our fourth leg, but we do an event called the youth leader summit. And I had reached out to the head of the youth ministry department of the college that Linda and I went to, and I asked him to come and to speak at the event due to some circumstances, he wasn't able to do it. But we started talking. He's like, tell me about this thing that you're doing, right? I'm, I'm kind of curious. And so as we started talking and sharing our heart and what we wanted to do for youth workers, I, I remember he, he just goes, I, like Todd, I need to get my guys connected to you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that would be kind of cool. And, and then he's like, would you come speak to my class from time to time? And I was kind of blown away. I was like, oh, of course. And then while we're on the phone, I said, you know, kind of taking it to the next level, what if we took a, a bunch of youth pastors and a bunch of your students and we just put them in a room for a weekend and just let the the older guys share their, they didn't teach me this in college stories mm. and let the younger guys encourage the older guys and just put it like, you know, imagine if all of a sudden we have this group of men and women who are just kind of interacting mm -hmm. because that younger group, when things go bad, they have a whole group of people they could reach out to, right? Oh, hey, I remember you shared that story. What did you do, right? Tell me again, how did you get out of it? Or, or what did you do to smooth things over? And, and so we just kind of were like, oh, let's, let's pursue that. So we're actually working on a, an event for 2022. Um, we're going to try to pull that off. That's really and, cool. Um, and so then the next piece was like the consulting piece, which again, right? Like, I'm like, I've never done that. I don't, <laughs> you know, so how, how do I learn? How do I learn how to? And, and so again, I just said to God, I'm like, I'm going to put that on the back burner. And I'm not going to really pursue that. But if there's if there's something you want me to do, I'll, I'll be willing to do it. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, I actually had a church call me and they said, Hey, we're kind of curious about like what you're doing in your ministry. Um, our youth pastor just resigned, would you want to come and, and just kind of help us through the hiring process. Hmm. And so I said, of course. And so, you know, working with that church um, in the early stages of their, you know, their transition, the transition him out well, and the next person in well. Um, so yeah, just kind of excited about the, the things that, that God is doing um, as we just kind of sit patiently and, and watch and, and wait. And then of course, the last one I already mentioned is our, our youth leader summit, which um I have to be honest, right? Like it, people who know me know that it's a little easy for me to spiritualize things or, <laughs> but this is one that I cannot deny God's hand in because the youth leader summit was something we started um, over five years ago. And when we started it, it was honestly just to provide something for youth workers in the Northeast. Um, because, you know, like if you want to get really good training, like you have to get on a plane. And I, I wanted to, to having experienced, you know, 
DYM 100 and youth specialties and orange and all these different conferences. I wanted to bring a small piece of that to the Northeast. And, um, and so we just started a small little conference and, and uh, it's just been, it's been fun to kind of watch that grow and develop. And even in the early stages, like we said, our core values of that event would be to encourage, equip and refresh youth workers. And so we've kind of even taken those words and said, like, that's what we want our ministry to be is whether it's the soul care or the kind of that coaching or consulting. Um, we really just want to just encourage, equip and refresh youth workers and their spouses. That's so good. And I'm assuming uh, from from what you've talked about, even through your your youth ministry years, your senior ministry years, uh, Linda, your wife is right alongside you. Is she are you guys like fully partnering in this? How does that? I'll play out with your, your marriage and work and everything. Yeah. So when we were first introduced to Standing Stone, the, the, one of my favorite moments in that story is we were on the phone with, uh, with them and, you know, we were experiencing even a, a little bit of, of, of hurt, um, in, in our last church and, um, on the phone call with, with them, uh, it was uh, one of the their standing still and kind of I think he's like maybe like the, at the time he was like the regional director on the West uh, West Coast. Uh, he and his wife were on the call with us. And um, at one point she just leaned into the camera. And again, this is like a retired um, pastor and his wife. Like it was like my grandparents. Like I just I was like, they're so kind and so generous. I just loved being in their presence. And and it was just this really sweet, tender moment where she leaned into the camera on the Zoom call and she looked at my wife and said, uh, Linda, I want to ask you, how are you doing through mm. all this? And it was in that moment that I, I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm. Um, I want to sit with my wife across the table from youth workers and spouses and and just look them in the eye and ask them how they're doing. Um, and, and, and it was that just that was that was the moment. And what's been really great is some of the youth workers that we've talked to, even since January, when we started, um, they have, they have in the course of the conversation said, um, wait, is, are you saying that your wife is available um, to talk to my wife? And um, of course, you know, and so they've gotten on the phone and, you know, we know that youth workers is not just, um, not just men, right. That it may be male dominated, but it, mm -hmm. it's not, just men. And so I love that my wife has been like a volunteer youth worker for all this time that while she hasn't been on staff, um, I think that she could have a, a really valuable conversation with a female youth worker who needs someone to talk to. And so the fact that we can be in this ministry together is, is one of the greatest joys for us as we have kind of, like I said, heard and have responded to this change in call um, on our lives. That's awesome. That's so cool. And, and just from a personal, my personal experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love having my wife right alongside me throughout my ministry. It's one of the the biggest joys that, that I get to, that God gives us is, is being able to like partner alongside each other in ministry and to do those things. Um, and so that's, that's cool that you guys still get to do that. Maybe even do it at even more partnership with the ministry you're doing now. Yeah, I definitely think that it will, um, you know, and especially when you look at how God has designed us, you know, that my wife is, you know, more of the quiet, introverted uh, person, but amazing with um, details. And, 
as, as I'm not those things, um, it, it really helps us, you know, because now we don't have, you know, a team of admins or, or whatever, you know, it is us. And so working together and, and uh, spending time together, you know, one of the, one of the amazing things that I love about Standing Stone is they have um, their two main requirements for us are one that we are spending a um, certain number of hours in prayer every week um, for the pastors we're ministering to. And the second thing is that we take a full 24 hour period off every week. Mm. And, um, and so, yeah, be able to not only pray together um, with my wife for the couples that we're ministering to, um, but also to, you know, to take that 24 hours off together and, and to be together has just been uh, a real, a real kind of great thing for us in our marriage. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you do uh, some other things as well, um, talking about speaking and other things. So yeah, what's what does ministry look like outside of of those things? You know, you're still connected with youth ministry and still doing some things. You got your own kids that are in in youth ministry as well. So yeah, what's the other part of your ministry life look like? Yeah, well, the first thing is I get to volunteer um, at a local youth ministry, and I just absolutely love it. Uh, we had a, like a week long VBS slash mission trip, right? So while the, it was a mission trip and the middle school and high school students were like the volunteers for the VBS. So it was this mm. combined week thing. And I don't know, it was maybe Wednesday that um, I came home and, you know, we were just, my wife and I were just sitting talking and she looked at me and she goes, so like, do you miss it? And I thought it was such an interesting mm. question. And I started to smile and I, I was almost like, which this is going to get me in a little bit of trouble with, you know, my friends who always like to make fun of my age, but I was like, I actually feel like a grandfather now, right. Where I, I get to just like send them home, right. Like I'm not yeah. the bad guy youth pastor. Right? I get to, you know, encourage them to, yeah, go get another snack, you know, like and who cares. And, um, but like, just to be there uh, for students and, and all of that is still there. And, and, and I love it. I'm so glad I'm able to be a part of it, but I also get to support, a youth worker who's like a really close friend. Mm. And so I love that I get to come alongside of him and, um, you know, just support him. Uh, one, one quick example, you know, just like any mission trip, there was like the conversation, right? So I don't, I don't even remember what the conversation was about, but he and another leader were talking to two students and some issues and, and I could just see it a mile away. And so I kind of knew it was wrapping up. Well, I went and I kind of grabbed them each a drink and a, a, a snack and I walked out and I gave it to the two adults after they were finished. And they just looked at me and I was like, I've been, I've been where you are, right? Like, I know you just need a, so go take a five minutes. Like I, I got my eye on what's going on out there. You have other leaders who are here. Everything's fine. Just go, you know, kind of debrief for a couple seconds. And it was just such a fun thing to do, right? Like, again, I, I just thought to myself, how many times would I love to have another youth worker recognize what was happening in the moment and come up and just you know, hey, Todd, here's a Coke Zero, just go take a walk for two minutes. And uh, so I get to do that. And I love it. And, uh, and yeah, I get to, you know, go to camps from time to time and speak, I just came off a week um, at a camp, um, going to uh, uh, the beach this weekend coming up, and I'm speaking at a Sunday service down there. Um, so that just kind of having some of that fun and that freedom to, uh, to travel a little bit and to speak and um, you know, to, to, again, share a little bit with people, what we're doing in our, our new ministry. It's been a lot of fun. That's really cool. Well, we're going to get into some tips in just a second, but before we jump into that, I I'm sure that we got some listeners out there that have been hearing what you do and they're like, man, I need, I need to talk to Todd. 
or, or someone like Todd. Um, I need to start getting some coaching myself or some spiritual health, you know, growth in my, myself, or maybe take one of those retreats that you're talking about or attend the, the summit. What, how do they, how do people actually start to uh, experience what you have to offer or maybe other people in, in your, I guess, line of work, if that's the best word for it. But uh, yeah, if people are kind of stirring right now, what do they do? What's the next step? Yeah. So I would say, I mean, because we are kind of small, it would, it would really be great just to reach out to me. Like, and I, cause to me, that's how I want it to feel, right. I, I want it to feel like you're going to talk to somebody and not just go to a website or whatever. And, and so I'd be more than happy to share my contact info info. We can put it in the notes. Um, you know, feel free to give me a call, shoot me a text, send me an email, whatever you're comfortable with. And, um, but I mean, we do uh, social media, uh, we have that and we have a, you know, a small website. Um, so any of those things, and like I said, we can put all that info in the, uh, in the notes. Uh, but I want people to feel that if they're, if they're reaching out that, you know, they're going to, they're going to connect with someone, you know, they're going to connect with me or my wife uh, relatively quickly and, mm-hmm. and not just, you know, fill out a form or whatever. Um, so we want it to really feel organic and, and warm and, and friendly right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, uh, you know, just because, um, clearly I'm, I'm sure you probably don't, uh, work for free or just, uh, you know, occasional, um, meal or something. <laughs> uh, how do, how does the, how do the finances, I guess, work with this sort of thing? Is that something that they pay for upfront to churches contribute? I guess, how does that all work out? Cause I'm sure a lot of youth workers are out there probably thinking I want this, but okay. How's it much, how much is it going to cost? And I'm on a youth ministry salary. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. And believe me, I, I, for years, and as I mentioned, kind of these seeds were planted for like 13 years ago. And for years, that was always the end of the dream. We mm-hmm. never could figure out how do we fund this, right? Like, how do, how would I make a living just caring for, like, it doesn't seem possible. And so, so here's, here's the great part of, of this. So we, Linda and I, we raise our support. So we're like missionaries who raise our support so that there is not a transactional relationship. So if a youth worker is listening right now and says, man, I need someone to talk to, it's free and it's confidential. All you have to do is you'll just get my phone number and we'll just spend some time on the phone. There's no transaction that that is necessary. The, even the weekends, most, most people, I think most people in youth ministry, like they have a camp and they use language like, oh, that's my camp, right? And now your camp may offer you a an overnight for free. A lot of camps do that. The two camps that we approached, that was one of the first questions we asked is, do you offer that? And of course, I already knew the answers because they were my camps, right? And so we just said, well, here's what we'd like to ask. Would you be willing to do two rooms for this on the same weekends that a youth pastor is coming? And so the youth pastor, the only expense they would have is getting there. Um, and so right now, it's like I said, it's just two camps in the Northeast. We're working with um, potential some other camps that we'd like to um, open this up and, and um, kind of have a more of a network, you know, eventually that would um, be a place for youth workers to go and, and with intentionality to a free night or a free weekend. And so, so yeah, the, the weekends, we do our very best to make those free. Um, all of the kind of this, the phone calls and, and the soul care, that's all free. Uh, and we do the hard work of raising our own support, our salaries. 
And, and so we don't have to, we, we don't ever want a youth pastor to feel like they have to pay to have someone to talk to. Uh, we want to do that so that it, we can offer that for free for them. That's so awesome. Well, I uh, get ready for lots of phone calls and emails and, and text messages because I'm sure, yeah, if you're out there and you're hearing that and you're like, wait, I can actually get some some care for myself for free. That's that's amazing. So thank you, Todd and Linda and all the people you guys partner with uh, for, to make, be able to make that happen. That's that's huge. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and you know, if you're sitting there saying, oh, man, it probably is getting a ton of phone calls. Don't let that stop you. <laughs> right. Like we will figure it out. Um, we'll, we'll carve out the time. And, and what I want to say is because I know what that means, right? I know the, the different times where, um, where I needed someone to talk to and I felt I didn't have anybody. And then I found someone to talk to and just go, man, that was life-giving. And so, you know, while I may not, you know, impart any great wisdom or anything like that, I just want to be there, um, to be a near, you know, someone that can say, Hey, I know what you're going through. Um, I I've, I've experienced that hurt and, you know, let me hear your story and let me be someone that on some level is going to say, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. And if the conversation needs to go deeper places, we're more than willing to go there. Cool. Cool. Well, Todd, you've, you've expressed so much wisdom already today. Um, and, I, I just want to dive into that just a little bit more before we wrap up today. Um, you've got so many years of experience in youth ministry. You've got a an audience of youth workers out there that are listening to the podcast. Uh, what are a couple tips that you'd like to share with them today uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say um, there would be three three tips that I would I would like to just kind of remind people of. And again, n- nothing that I'm about to say is is brand new or. Or you're going to be like, oh, I've never thought of that before. Um, the first one is, is truly do not do ministry alone. Um, I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of, of networking, um, local networks, if you can do it. Uh, if you don't have one, then start one, right? Get on the phone with even just one other youth worker in your town and just say, hey, can we get lunch once a month and just have someone that you can you know, bounce ideas off of, share life with. The networks for me in, in my career have been uh, times life-saving. It's been some of the most encouraging times. And, um, and so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the National Network of Youth Ministry, the things that they're doing. And so, like I said, if you're, if you're brand new, like you're just starting out in ministry and just got to your church and go, where do I start? Like, just start calling around other churches and asking, hey, do we get together? Is there a network? And, um, and just find that and get involved don't do ministry alone. That'd be the the first thing, which I know you're a big fan of. Absolutely. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, the second thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, within that, even within the network or with someone like me, like if, if, if you're hearing this today and saying, I, I really could use someone to talk to, don't, for whatever reason, don't let anything get in the way of that. Um, I, I feel you know, I don't know what it is that sometimes we just feel like, oh, I can just, I can get through it. Um, I just kind of push through or, to, you know, buckle down or whatever the phrase might be. Um, I would just encourage you to, to pick up the phone, you know, reach out to me or, or to someone in your network and just, you know, do not be afraid to ask for help. Uh, I, I think the, the body of Christ, that, that that's what we're here for. We're here for all of those one another verses 
And, and I, I love now that we get to kind of be an active role in, in people looking for help or asking for help. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one would just be, be this, um, you know, always, always, always care for your spouse, you know, in your family. Uh, if you're married, if you have kids, uh, care for them, make sure they're doing okay. All of the statistics that we're looking at as, as we kind of started this was whether it was burnout or whether it was the effects of ministry on marriage, the, the person who was in ministry, whatever their number was, their spouse was higher. Mm. And uh, that's significant. And I really think that, you know, we need to, as, as you know, ministers of the gospel, we just need to, to care for our families and our, our spouses and ask them how they're doing. You know, are they burned out? Are they frustrated? And, um, you know, and again, that may be like, you might be saying, hey, I'm doing great, but my spouse needs someone to talk to. So who do they go to? Well, again, we are there. Um, we're there for them. You know, it was years ago. It was, uh, I think it was at a youth specialties. We we're in Atlanta. Andy Stanley was there. It was right around the time he wrote the book, Choosing the Cheat. And he said, like, he said this thing that I, I heard it probably a hundred different times, but that day just meant something to me. And he just said, uh, you know, before you got to your church, they probably had a youth pastor. And after you're gone, they're going to be able to find another youth pastor, but your spouse and kids only get one of you. And that, that statement has had a profound impact on me. And, um, and so a lot of what we do is wanting to make sure that, you know, the family is good. The family is, is healthy and, and, and cared for. So yeah. those would be my, my three tips mm -hmm. if you were. Nice. That's so good. Yeah. I, I think we could probably have a, an extended podcast on every, all three of those tips, because uh, they're so important and, and probably tell stories of all the times where I've not uh, taken those tips to heart, even though I know I should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would, and I would totally agree. I would be right there with you sharing, you know, mistake after mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, the things that I've realized over the years of ministry is, and I, and I, it really hit me actually several years ago at a, at a DYM 100 event. Um, was how often I inadvertently take on the persona of Jesus, like to, to the wrong degree. Like I, yes, we're supposed to be like Jesus to other people, but all of a sudden I start thinking myself as the savior, the one that fixes all the stuff, the one that mm. takes care of everything. And then, then I put all this pressure on myself and I'm not taking care of myself. Like I should, I'm not taking, you know, asking for help. I'm not leaning on other people. My my wife is now neglected, like, and all those things when, when I should be leaning more on Jesus, leaning more on each other. And so, uh, yeah, I think we could probably just listen to those tips on, uh, on repeat over and over and over again. <laughs> right. That's, and, you know, and to me that I, I love, I love the simplicity of them. Um, and yet like how, how the depth and, and how profound they are when they are actually lived out. And so to me, I'm, I'm kind of consider myself a pretty simple guy. Um, and so try to make it as easy for me to understand as, as possible. <laughs> so Todd, I'm sure, uh, yeah, people are going to want to connect with you. Uh, we'll put a lot of links in the, in the show notes for you guys to connect with Todd and, and all that he does. But, uh, what is, what's the, like, I guess the, the social medias, their emails, the things that, uh, that be the easiest for people to, to connect with you on. Okay. Yeah, no, we would love for you to, to connect with as many people as possible. Um, we do have an Instagram. It's just youth leader Oasis. And so you can find us on Instagram 
And then we do have a, um, like I said, a small webpage that's youthleaderoasis.carrd.co. And um, so again, on that landing page, you'll find um, my phone number, my email address, and all those things. But yeah, I would love for people to, to follow with us and connect with us, you know, even in the good times, right? Like um, that's actually really beneficial for me. Uh, oftentimes when you're dealing with um, hurt and brokenness, um, you can get a negative um, leaning towards the church. And I, I work real hard not to get to that place. I, I love the church. Uh, obviously, you know, the, all the things that it's done for me and, and all the benefits that I have and this is the body of Christ. Um, but sometimes the church doesn't do it right and, um, and can cause hurt. And so the oftentimes having some good stories would be a really, would be a real boost for us as well. So yeah, yeah just connect with us. We'd love to hear from you, uh, what you're doing, how we can pray for you, uh, how we can support you, uh, encourage you and, uh, and really looking forward to, uh, to just getting to know youth workers all over the country and all around the world. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah, I'd say not only is that a boost for you probably to hear the good stories, but but also if you develop that relationship during some good times, when those hard times come, then you can refer back to those good times again together. And you know more of the whole story instead of just the negative side of things, I guess, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Absolutely. That would be true. That's cool. So, well, thank you so much, Todd, and uh, say thanks to your wife as well, uh, Linda, and, and all that uh, that you guys have have done for youth workers uh, over the last year, and what you're going to do, and especially you know all the the work that you've done for for students themselves and their families over the last 25 plus years, and uh, and all the work that you're going to do in the future. It's it's so exciting. So may God bless all your ministry that you do. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. This has been just a real blast. I really enjoyed. Uh, hang with you today and, and getting to share a little bit of our story. So thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on. And thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the student ministry podcast. Be sure to check out all that Todd and his wife, Linda do um, check out their, their social media, get in contact with them. Even if you think you're not doing, uh, you know, horribly right now, um, that's a, that's a good time to have just a quick check-in with them and uh, get on their radar and, and make sure you start asking questions. So you just like marriages, like if you're married, um, don't wait until it's too late to get the help you need. Maybe you're in a good place right now. Reach out for help right now. Um, but especially if, if some of you are struggling, be sure to reach out to Todd and or Linda and, uh, and just take advantage of all that they have to offer, uh, in, in this care, uh, that they do for other youth workers and, uh, continue to, to lift them up in your prayers as well. Um, so all the, the links to their ministry, where you can find them is going to be in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Also, you're going to find links to our sponsors, both G shades and men hub. So be sure to head over to gshades.org to get season two of G shades curriculum. And you can use the promo code T S M P-O-D, that's T-S-M-P-O-D at checkout to receive $5 off your order. And you can also uh, head over to minhubsync.com slash S-M-P, that's M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C.com slash S-M-P. 
SP for Student Ministry Podcast. You're not only going to be able to sign up for their sync services through MenHub, but you're also going to be able to support the Student Ministry Podcast by heading to that site. Uh, thanks to both G Shades and MenHub for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. We're going to be back next time with another uh, great youth ministry conversation. But until then, thank you so much for, for being here. Be sure to share it with other youth workers and may God bless your ministry.